and welcome back to That Rugby Union Podcast. Uh, you're joined by myself and shall, shall, shall he come out of the, the hiding of the Waratahs locker room and reveal himself? What's up, sports booth fans? It's me, your local sex offender. <laughs> it's, this is, it is <laughs> Alex Charlie Gamble Hughes is mm-hmm. is back. He's he's part. <laughs> we we sent a sent a little video out asking it's Charlie me, Mario. <laughs> uh, asking Charlie Gamble to follow the page, and if he did, Hughesy would get a moustache and become moustache brothers with. The one and only Charlie. I don't know if you pull it off as well as as Mr. Gamble himself, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I feel like it's the fact that he's much better looking than I am. That (laughs) that probably helps him a bit. Uh, Just a little bit. And the fact that I have a very, very baby face. And yeah, just do not suit a moustache at all. Uh, But it is what it is. We are men of our word here at the the Sportsmith on the, the Rugby Podcast. And look, if the only issue i have with this if any is that um look the objective was for charlie to chuck us a follow and hopefully he's listening to this uh, wonderful episode of the podcast but uh i thought it was going to take longer i thought it was going to take a little <laughs> bit more urging i thought you know we'll get a couple of good posts and stories out of this like you know charlie please follow you know here's the bet and everything have a call out repost and whatnot two minutes within two minutes of you <laughs> posting it He'd already said, you're on. And, yeah. So, I mean, it's just just like he is at the breakdown. First one there. First already one there. Pil- pilfering <laughs> our content from us, you know. Uh, just, that's just the man he is. He's just a general, all-round good bloke. So, oh. thank you very much, Charlie. Uh, and, yeah, I'm not allowed within 500 metres of a school. <laughs> I, uh, I cannot believe it. I can't take you seriously. I seriously can't. Uh, is, I'll just uh, I'll just switch my video off for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> no, you've got to leave that on. That is too All good. Right. Um, you believe you me? I know. <laughs> this is golden. I'm I'm back in the the great country of New Zealand, obviously. Um, so this is why you see me. With the bookshelf behind me, I feel like I'm about to tell you or sell you a course on how to do drop shipping. These bookcases behind me, right here, I read all of these books a hundred times. Oh wow! And so <laughs> that's a that's a big throwback there. That's a what was who? What was his here. name? Oh, uh, dickhead Mc Ball Cheese or something. I don't know. Some <laughs> fucking scam artist. Uh, I got my. I'm not proud of my Lambo, but I'm proud of my. <laughs> My, my files and books that I've read, yes, no. Uh, uh, so that is why I'm here. It's not a fake background. These are real books. Uh, but We can yes. read, everyone. It has I, been confirmed. Well, I can tell you I have officially not read a single book behind me. But, yeah. uh, but you can read the there. titles. You can read the titles. I like the ones with pictures in them. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, yes, uh, a lot. I guess not a lot and a lot to speak about of rugby at the moment. There's not a lot of news going around, not a lot of footy, unless... Uh, you're in the northern hemisphere as we come to the end of the year so i kind of thought look we'll touch base on some of the new stories and then we'll kind of have a look back of 2022 and just think you know what we what we saw what we felt what we missed what we enjoyed what we would change possibly and um yeah so i mean we've obviously started off by thanking our man charlie gamble the waratahs legend now sports who follow us um, soon to be wallaby soon to be wallaby, <laughs> soon to be wallaby from Husey. uh Thank you for following the page 
and bringing us that love <laughs> and that that image right there that moustache the moustache men uh, are out in force um maybe next podcast i'll have a moustache just to to make it all three of us can have, you grow a moustache not as not as good as definitely not as good as charlie and not as good as you as well and that's yeah. that's where the issue well, is well this is not this is not sticking on after the podcast i'm putting that out there now for anyone that sees me in person this is not staying on after the podcast this is swiftly uh being removed uh you know for the reasons described before i'd like to go out into public spaces and not have to wear a tracking device yeah i i agree i would i would be shaving that off as quickly as possible <laughs> you don't quite pull it off um as well as charlie unfortunately no. or even the uh top gun lads but hey yeah maybe one day Highway to the <laughs> danger zone uh um Let's let's get on to the rugby news, which uh, there was a couple of big stories come out. New laws, and it's not not so much new laws, but reinforcement of old laws was one of the the big one. Was it's going to be uh, speeding up the game is the idea. Uh, yes. Much more emphasis Perfect. on those sixty second conversions, ninety second penalties, one way or the other. I think it was ninety second conversion, sixty seven second penalties. Um, scrums to be there, there's there's going to be testing out a shot clock on scrums, um, lineouts and time. All of that has just been highlighted. So all we've asked for, that's all we've asked for realistically, isn't it? We asked for, for those highlights um, and I guess we've been, it's delivered. Like there, there was a big statement about it, obviously, and we'll get to discussing maybe that specific moment later. I know I've got it uh, penciled in my year in review, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it was needed. They've also putting less reliance on television match official reviews. Now, I don't... It was, it was interesting reading the articles that have come out about this. Uh, I don't mind this one. A lot of people seem to be a bit antsy about this because TMO does a good job. I think TMO for like tries and reviews when they go to review things is fine. It's when TMOs get involved without the referee. Yeah, that was. Asking. I was going to bring that up if you hadn't brought it up. Just the TMO review out of the blue without a referee calling for it or like a player challenge or something like I think if it gets missed on the field, that's part of the game, right? You know that it stuff like that happens. We, I don't think we need to be pulling up even infractions missed by the referee. Um, you know, it's tough because a lot of times they are serious things. But I think if it's missed by the referee, that is what it is. I think in this for the sake of the game, you need to they need to take that step because it slows it down so much. Yeah. Hundred percent, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, um, I'm interested to see how that one uh, turns out. Uh, they've got fewer water carrier uh, interventions, which I think was good. We all kind of got a bit strange that they brought this yep. water carrier break in. I understand why, but and for the health reasons. But when you had so many breaks, so what they've actually said is like, if there's no shots at goal, no tries, no actual physical breaks where there is water, then there will be interventions. If not, then they will continue to play. Um, yep. Penalising negative player actions, um, which is just, they're trying to get back to the roots of the game where, you know, you rugby, you've got to be a bit of a good sort to play rugby. Any dirty stuff, they will get to penalising. And then another highlighted one was with the hands on the floor. They will be penalising players more harshly on that, which... Funnily enough, you know, I know this is a recent law change, but it's definitely, I think, a good for the game law change. The, the hands on the floor, this means you just have to directly go for the ball. Um, and Richie McCaw may have struggled a bit more of this rule change around 
during his time. So yeah. Did they have anything on uh on knockdowns? They did. They had a couple of things on knockdowns. It was all just clarifying it. Um, and realistically, I didn't get much clarity from it when I read everything there. I just That's like, right. basically, it's the same as it was. No one really knows. It's like, if they can catch the ball, then it's not a deliberate knockdown. And I'm like, well, we've been going around that circle for far too long. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really like the speeding up of the game. It's something we harp on and harp on about in this podcast. But the other one's interesting. Like, I... There's been a lot of negative, oh, we can't keep changing the game, can't keep... You adapt the game to be better, and if this is going to make the game better, then yeah, I'm all for these. 100%. You see it in all all sports. Uh, Totally agree. 2024 tours were announced, and now this is big news, not so much, obviously, because of tour, you know, they happen every year, but because this may be the last tours before the great changed because they're looking to change world rugby and how tours work and there may be a world rugby league type thing international league that goes on um and so you may only rather than doing a tour rather than ireland coming to new zealand you may only play like ireland will play australia new zealand and south africa in one go um rather than playing new zealand three times so it's quite big for that these yeah. games then that because they may be the last of a, a big year so the big one is england is touring new zealand uh last time they did that was 10 tw- will be 10 years ago in 2014 when we get around to it so that'll be big ireland will travel to south africa wales to australia france to argentina scotland's going to the pacific uh nations and italy are heading off to the americas to play uh usa and canada so i mean some really good tours there for for announcement um and yeah you'll be looking to have a hopefully a free o tour home run after a decent world cup you'd be expected yeah after a world cup win it'd be good to have a (laughs) three o tour win as well Uh, i'm a little bit torn on that because i do have some welsh heritage but uh i you know i when australia and wales play obviously i go for australia so is what it is it is what it is. Um, and then the last kind of couple bits of news I had here before we get into our review and our discussion on the yeah. uh, year in review. Shannon Rizal and Rich Moonga from 2024 signing with Japan. Um, or not Japan, I should go. say. Uh, uh, I think I can't even remember what team. It might have been to see the to, Toshiba to, to team. But um, yeah, heading over to Japan, making the big bouts, especially someone like Moonga will be making yep. a shit ton. And he's come out and said it, it's his... His duty as a father, a husband, and himself to take that money now um, and do exactly. it. And I, I don't hold anything against him. He's he's done his bit. He's you know he's been around 2019 World Cup, performed admirably in a defeated team. Will perform well again uh, going into this World Cup. I don't know if he'd still be around for the next World Cup. So you just take that opportunity. Why he's still got a, a fit and health and body to take that money. Um, and shame with yeah. Frizzell. He's been. Really good. The, the last the, this last year stepped up uh, for that number six jersey, but when you when the money's on the table, you've got to you've got to take that. So no surprises. It's like what we were there. saying last week, I believe, when we were sort of talking about um, Barrett and doing this kind of thing. Is the New Zealand players are starting to see what the Aussie players are doing and have done, um, and how they're set up better fiscally long term, yeah. um, and they're starting to do that, but. We're seeing them do them towards the twilight of their careers, whereas I think the Aussies take that plunge still probably a little bit earlier in their career. Um, but I reckon it'll start a trend that younger players will start doing this uh, as well because you just don't know if you, how your body's going to hold up over the long term. Like you'd be extremely lucky to, to get to that stage without 
major injuries or anything like that. So definitely, yeah. Look, best of luck to the to the both of them. I'll be very happy to not see him in Super Rugby again. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, talking of uh, uh, ex All Black who's over there running riot, Nami Nani mm. Lumape has been absolutely tearing it up, and this will probably be one of the Bigger regrets, looking back now, is letting him go because he tore it up when he went over to stage front. So he's tearing it up in the Japanese league. And I know we're talking about Japanese league and, you know, Israel Folau scored a hat-trick as well, so don't want to leave him out. But uh, it's, it's maybe not the highest skill league, but it's still to be tearing up over there. Um, it's really interesting. And I guess it will take, I think, that one youthful product to make a decision and go, I'm going to go over there at 25 years' age and make a shitload of money for the next 10 years of my life, uh, probably end up representing Japan and get even some more money and, you know, just tick those boxes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who yep. does that and when they do that. But, um, yeah, for now, um, it is what it is. I am going to do a bit of a breakdown. I've, I've been building up to it, uh, um, but I've got all the paperwork for a Super Rugby kind of a, a plan that I would do uh, a look into it and I've actually seen and uh, I'll, I'll bring it up now but we'll discuss it more in the new year that there's now a Super Rugby Americas um, oh. so it was it was Super Liga Americas which was uh, based out of like Argentina all South American teams and an American team um, and I've seen Super Rugby has attached their name to it which I think is an awesome awesome ex- um idea to really i guess grow that super rugby product as well um and then that that, that can just lead to the potential with the southern hemisphere team so very exciting um times in super rugby i think potentially um and i'm going to give uh, a bit of a breakdown of what i think uh it could look like in the coming years and, and some real potential um but for just, now, just while, while we're talking about that as well i just want to Want to give a shout out to to my co-host uh, Luke for the top 100 players list that's been uh, circulating circulating around the social media uh, platforms. And just while we're talking about the uh, Super Rugby plan, I hope you have part of your plan is you taking over as a social media officer for uh, Super Rugby. Uh, I just want to just some quick stats here. So um, Sports Booth Instagram page has got uh, 3,000 followers, and on our post about uh johnny sexton getting the number three player of the year we had 435 likes i believe if we go down a bit further to will jordan 468 if we go back even a bit further emiliano boffelli 531 likes right compare that to the super rugby pacific page which has 644,000 followers and they getting more likes so on their christmas post they got 1400 on their best international imports they got 12,000 likes and whatnot the ratio, though, of what Sports Booth is doing and the likes that is being generated on their post compared to Super Rugby is—it's just no question a win for the Sports Booth there. And that's all—that's uh, all my co-host here, uh, Mr. Luke Bowden. So Super Rugby Pacific, if you're listening, you need a social media manager, a marketing manager. This guy—I hope I point the right way—knows <laughs> knows what it takes to get it done. So. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, controversy galore in the uh, super, uh, the top hundred list, which is great. This is exactly yeah. what I wanted was a discussion. Um, it's funny because I knew when I selected, obviously Sam Kane over Dalton Popoli, I knew there was going to be ticked off people with that 
doing the same with Richie Mwanga under Bowden Barrett. I knew there would be people annoyed by that. But I did I did break down some stats. I did do a lot of this. I, I will want to expand on it for next year and break down stats even more. Like the URC is using a stat... Um, a stat company um, who is breaking down and qualifying with stats where a player ranks, and they've got Ibn Etzebeth as as the number one player in the world who's wow. playing in the URC, only playing in the URC, oh, so okay. they've yep. got to be playing in there. Um, so, and again, he's that's above Josh Vanderfly, that's above Johnny Sexton, so two players who were were nominated. So. Again, there was that argument that came out after I'd had done all my stats and everything, so I couldn't take that into account. But I must say, yeah, there there are some very cool. So I would like to take it into a stats wise as well. But there is there is a lot of vibe off there as well. I do watch a lot of rugby, even though some people may say I don't like watch a lot of rugby. I do watch a lot of rugby. Um, What what I do say as well, and if you're listening to the podcast, and we 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 do love it for those listeners. If you're going to comment, if you're going to message, if you're going to judge us, just come with some backup to it. Like, I don't mind if someone says, this is this list is shit. Johnny Sexton shouldn't be number three. Just say why. Just a little why. Just Johnny Sexton had a terrible year. He just led Ireland to beat the All Blacks and then second in the Six Nations. Like, there's, you're not going to be able to back yourself up with a couple of these things because some people were just trying to, to get under my nose. But... I, it is. I, I do. I love. I love being argued against, and the the the, the people who argued for Evan Etzebeth to be higher. I look back and probably gone. He probably should have been slightly higher now because they they made solid arguments, especially around him. Um, but yeah, there are some. There are some some really just weird comments where you just go, "This list of shit," and it's like, "Okay, why?" And then they have nothing, and it's like. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you obviously. <laughs> so, yep. all my favorite rebuttal is okay. Let, see, let me see your top one hundred, and then you'll see how much work went into my top hundred, and then and then we can it's start hard. discussing. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, I do the the NFL power rankings, and that's hard enough. Like that's only thirty two. Like, and that's teams. It's not even just individual players and having to go into their individual stats and things like that. So, hundred percent. Yeah, I just wanted to shout out the work that that you've done on that, mate. It's very impressive. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah. Let's get into our 2022 season in review. Now, um, let's start with our best moments of the year. I'm going to start with mine because I imagine it will probably come up a couple more times. But yeah. my best moment is obviously Bledisloe 1 when Geordie Barrett scores in the corner. Now, I could pretty much say, I say Geordie Barrett scored in the corner, but the whole game really was the best moment. You know, you had a Thursday night test in Melbourne. Mm. You didn't really know. Rugby was kind of on the brink. Super Rugby had been all right. Like, we had these two teams competing. The Australian teams competed. You know, the the Rugby Championship was at, you know, uh, no one knew who was going to win that. It was it was really competitive. It was like, maybe this is, you know, New Zealand, the All Blacks were on the brink. This is Australia's chance to win it. All Blacks get into a big lead. The Wallabies just start pulling them and pulling them and pulling them in. Take the lead. Controversy. Finished by a try for the All Blacks to win. Just the absolute best moment of the year for myself. Mm. For me, I don't think it's uh, any surprise. Uh, I was tempted to put Charlie Gamble following the sports booth on here. Uh, (laughs) But no, I put down an equally great Waratahs moment, which was the Waratahs beating the Crusaders. I'm not sure if it was the first Australian team to beat a New Zealand team this year, but it was certainly for the Waratahs represented very much the culmination of what Darren Coleman and the Waratahs have been preaching all year. 
changing the culture a year after not winning a single game against any opponent able to beat the eventual winners of super rugby pacific 2022 uh and at leichhardt uh oval as well like great ground great venue great crowd uh and just showed what the waratahs are capable of and it just you know hope for the future kind of thing and just a great moment for super rugby this year to show that hey these these aussie teams particularly the waratahs which is really the beating heart of super rugby in australia uh are back kind of thing 100 percent, great moment it was a great moment for rugby i think rugby was the winner on that day because anyone who beats the crusaders is a winner in my eyes um but mm-hmm. it's fucking crusaders um next one i we've, we've obviously watched a lot of rugby this season i thought who's a player that you've kind of sat there and i don't want to say like you know the best newcomer but you think has the brightest future uh it doesn't have to be someone from your team it could be someone else it could be anyone who you just look and you go i see them and five years time they're gonna be a superstar mm-hmm. you would you like to start us off my friend yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of torn between two here. Obviously, uh, this is a bit of a Charlie Gamble-centric episode, um, <laughs> but I really think he's got a chance to on the Waratahs to establish himself as a mainstay there and then work his way into the Wallaby squad. But I think it's really difficult to go past Mark Noangani Tawase as, uh, look, Korobedi is sort of getting up there in age. He's not going to play another World Cup after this one, I would imagine. Right? Mark, Marky Mark is... Prime, in prime position to be a, a great duo with him for this upcoming World Cup and then take over as that premier Australian winger that is just a force. Like, we saw him during that Northern Tour and what he was able to do. You know, going from being on the outers of the, the Waratahs roster to being a star with the Waratahs to being on Australia A to then getting onto the Wallabies to then starting for the Wallabies. Um, you know, he's already... His future is... Uh, is already sort of now. He's already sort of achieved some of the the bright part of it, but he can he can take that next step and hit superstardom. I think in this upcoming twenty twenty three season. Yeah, no, I definitely phrased that question because I thought you'd pick him uh, specifically, uh, Marky Mark, because he's had a year to run around. He's only young, like he's uh, what twenty one, twenty two. Um, so he's yeah, got a, a massive future ahead of him. I've actually gone in a, a similar steed with a winger who's 22 years old, who broke through the season on off the back of just about dying, which is probably the most incredible story. Um, Vinaya Habose, obviously the Fijian flyer, the winger for the Judah. He went over to New Zealand um, with the Fijian team, had a groin issue. Uh, the medical team for Fiji decided it was a groin strain uh, when they later found out it was actually a infection he had and had he been much later he could have had serious uh, injury or serious illness and death so eight months later he was back uh, playing rugby and absolutely tore it up for Fiji this the Dura this year went overseas was a star player for the flying Fijians 22 years old like I said I just I see him in five years time you know making multi-millions somewhere in France yep. and playing for the Fiji at the next World Cup and just absolutely tearing up uh, shreds you know he'll be 27 at that next World Cup and yeah he'll be pretty, pretty special yeah um okay uh, on to the next one. Obviously, again, watching a lot of rugby this year, we've seen a lot. We've just discussed the new laws. What is one change to the game you would make? Yeah. Okay. 
look, this for me again. This for a lot of these, I'm torn between two. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to give an Australian specific answer, and then I'm going to give a rugby in general answer. So for Australia specific, I think it's no surprise to anyone the Gitto law. That's one change I would make straight away. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. Get rid of the Gitto law. That's very Australia specific though, and we're talking about rugby as a whole. And, and I asked you this very specifically in the laws changes. Um, I would like to see a specific law rewrite on the knockdown, right? Where um, instead of having it being like they have to be obviously trying to catch it, it should, the emphasis should swing the other way where it should be they're deliberately trying to knock it down, right? If someone sticks a hand out there to try and just get even a piece of it, because you could try and then bobble it to yourself. You don't know... Like rugby balls are shaped weirdly. You don't know necessarily which way they're going to bounce. I think if you stick your hand out there to try and get a piece of it, to try and just uh, catch the ball or do, make something happen with it, I think that's fine. I think when it's like a downward slapping motion or something like that, or uh, a kind of real, instead of an arm stick out, it's like an arm slap out or something like that, where it's very obvious that there's no attempt here to create anything um, out of the ball. It's just an attempt to kill the ball. That's when you have the yellow card. When it's just an otherwise uh, a knock-on, it's a knock-on. And I yep. think that's that's a really key change. We've seen coaches on all sides come out and say that there needs to be a change to that law. Um, and so that would be uh, a big change that I would make because it's just such a silly part of the game, kills momentum, wastes time, takes away from on-the-field action. Everything that's wrong with rugby can be encapsulated by that law. Totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, my one may be a little bit controversial, but I'm doing this because I think, again... That's what you're will, known for. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be greater for the game. I have gone with changing the value of penalties and drop goals to two points. Ooh. Now, yeah. people will go, oh, that's very rugby league, rah, rah, rah. I'm not bothered by that. What I'm trying to achieve here is less penalty shots and less I think if you like the reason I say and drop goals is because I think if you change penalty shots then they'll just we'll see an increase in drop goals and I don't want to see an increase in drop goals that wasn't the that's not the aim of this the aim of this is to see more attacking rugby um, so that's what I would do I if I could yeah. think of a good one and I sat here for a while trying to think of one for how to change the mall situation I would but I don't know the only one I'd say is there's now it's just one warning and use it. There's no two warnings. It's not a, yeah. hey, you've got one. It's just one. You. But I would prefer to see, I would look like the bigger change for attacking rugby. I just think this would in the end lead to more malls and this and that um, if we did go down that route as well. So I'd kind of, yeah. they're hand in hand changes. I'd like to see both of them. I think as well, you look at just the number value of it, right? You kick three penalties, that's nine points, right? And that's more than one possession game kind of thing like a converted try doesn't do anything for you there two points for a penalty you get three penalties that's six points that still puts you ahead by a try but not more than a converted try right and i think exactly. that's a really nice balance there so and where i think that's different from rugby league and a key area that it's different from rugby league is that in rugby league three penalties equals a converted try you're equal to the converted try there whereas in union it would be you are greater than a try, but less than a converted try. And that puts more emphasis on tries and converted tries, which is what we want at the end of the day for rugby. 100%, totally. And, tries and I think, sell tickets. They do. And I think 
you'd still get those Johnny Wilkinson moments with a drop goal and yeah. being two points because it's, you know, like three-point drop. Yeah, to, to me, it just makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that would be one I would change. Um, now, let's go on to one change you'd make from the past year in the rugby sense. So, this could be, hey, if you're a Crusaders fan, A, you suck, and B, um, you would obviously change the fact that you lost to the Waratahs if you I think, were the, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you, surely you wouldn't wouldn't you change the fact that you're a Crusaders fan like that's what I would change uh, I, yeah, I agree fan. totally agree <laughs> um, if you're a Brumbies fan you would probably change the fact that I don't know who it was the referee didn't call that penalty and, the and then the Blues yeah. got to kick the drop goal disgusting if, disgusting if um the head of world rugby, I'd probably change the fact that Artie Savia wasn't nominated for World Rugby Player of the Year. Anything in the world, Husey, what are you changing? Or oh, sorry, Charlie I'm, Charlie Gamble, what are you changing? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm half tempted to, to, to change what I said last week and just go with your original dare, which was if Charlie leads us to a win, just get the moustache then because this was far too easy. Uh, no, look, it's, this one's actually really tough because as a, as a Wallabies fan, there are so many one moments of the year that we'd want to change that were just little things that let us down you know end of the game against france uh springs to mind end of the game against italy springs to mind as well but i think the one that we definitely would have to change if we had to rank them all would be the ending to blood is low one uh would just be bernard foley kick it out one second faster completely different result of the game and a completely different outlook on the season uh and i you know that can affect momentum going for all sorts of things i think that's the that's the big one to to change uh, look, there are moments all across the year that I wish I could change. Uh, you know, Darcy Swain not headbutting uh, the English second row. Johnny uh, Hill, yeah. yeah I, was gonna, I was going to call him uh, Johnny Mullet, but yeah. I was, <laughs> Johnny Mullet or Johnny Sins, one of the two. I get that <laughs> stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the ending to Bledisloe 1 has to be up there. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. That, that was that was a tough one for any Australian. That or the end of the uh, Waratahs-Hurricanes game, James. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of the second half of the game just go based off the first half call the game <laughs> well let's i've yeah i've got a, i've got a few in my head that i've kind of ticked up obviously once funny enough you mentioned darcy swain is darcy swain taking out quinta pie for eight months possibly more 10 months so he'll yeah. be pushing to try and get back for the world cup but unlikely tj perinara came back into form at the end of the season got an all blacks recall just to do his r kelly so he'll be pushing to get back i'm sure you'd be the same his r kelly did you say r kelly's <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> did like it pronounce <laughs> oh, yeah Achilles. Achilles. this is like his r kelly Bounce, bounce, bounce. I shouldn't say that while I'm wearing this mustache. No, yeah, that is, really, really shouldn't do that. Digging yourself a hole. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and I'm sure you'll be right on the bandwagon for injuries uh, with your Greasy Australian team. Up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a quite a number of them. Yeah. Um, but I think if I could change a specific moment or I'm going to say 10 minutes, it's been up 25-3 against England to then just capitulate to a 25-all draw. You don't get many chances to go to Twickenham and win in Twickenham. And no. when you do, you've got to take them and to, to play as well as we did for 70 or 68, 69 minutes and then capitulate the way we did as an All Blacks team. That was that was tough to watch. It felt like we were getting a bit of revenge back on them. We're going to stab you know the knife back into them, but we, we blew that as an All Blacks fan. That was, that was uh, a tough watch. 
Um, now to finish off this podcast, uh, we'll probably touch more on this, but I just want to say, you know, obviously second to last day of 2022. So a bold prediction or a predictions mm. looking into 2023. So we're going to do two predictions and that's it on this podcast. One bold prediction and then one prediction for who you think is going to win the rugby world cup. This may change by the next time we actually do our full prediction video. But you can't choose your own team. So I can't choose the All Blacks. Hughes, you can't cho- yep. choose uh, the Wallabies. So start with whatever one you choose. You can start with one and then I'll go from there. Okay. My prediction for who will win the World Cup, if not for my own team, uh, I would say it's probably an easy one here. This is not the bold prediction, but I'd say France because it's in their home country. Uh, they're in a bit of form at the moment. Uh, I think sort of things are sort of lining up for them nicely at the moment. Nice, yeah. Um, I am going to pick South Africa as the team I think yeah. will win it. Now, That's again, always between was those two. It's an easy, it's an easy choice because they a perform really well at World Cups. I think the way they finished last year, they're right there with every team in the world. They can beat any team on the world on their day if they play South African rugby ball. Uh, mm-hmm. As they as they play South Africa ball, um, they are unstoppable, and we've seen it. We, uh, hands down, we've admired it, I'd say. You know, like, it's not the prettiest rugby, but when you get it right like they do, it doesn't... Hey, fuck, it's, you don't have to a, play pretty rugby. It's the fact rugby. that everyone knows what's coming and they still pull it off anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, I've got South Africa. I think they can do it. Uh, I think they're positioned really well with the talent they've got to to push towards there. So, that's, that's mine. Um, a bold prediction I have. This is hugely bold. All right. So bold. I can't believe I'm saying it. The Melbourne Rebels make the semi-finals of Super Rugby. Wow. That is that is a very bold prediction indeed. Not just the the finals but to make the semi-finals. Semi-finals. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I could see that because they like realistically they end up on the ladder. They play probably Hurricanes first round. They can't <laughs> easy. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. I was actually thinking more. They probably play the Waratahs for fifth playoff, and then they beat the Waratahs, and off they go. No, because Waratahs finishing top of the ladder. So uh, yeah, well, they finish fourth. Or... Yeah, and then they play fifth. Who the Rebels no, might no, finish no. fifth? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just I gotta have to say gotta say I mean look that's not I don't think that I saying that the war the rebels would beat the Waratahs I don't think is that bold of a prediction I think that's that's what you need to happen say that they make the semi final though is a bold prediction it is for my mind bold prediction for 2022 actually let me let me check something for 2023 I should say now um let me check my information here okay. I have a very bold prediction indeed. England do not make it out of the pool stage at the Rugby World Cup. Uh, is that a bold prediction? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Japan. The, the group is England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa, Chile. Right? Uh, definitely, that's a bold prediction. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so that would mean that Japan and Argentina would have to beat them. Beat them Massive. in the Northern Hemisphere. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're not wrong. That that would be huge. That uh, would be Eddie Jones, lick your lips, have a laugh, um, have a good time. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we will definitely, um, probably on the next podcast, the next time we come together, do a bit more predictions, a bit more look into the future of 2023, see what we can find, see what goodies are out there. Um because, yeah, I think we are in for a hell of a year next year in yes. rugby terms. Super Rugby back better than ever. Um, we've got a, a better TV deal for you Aussies as well, looking ahead. Um, we've got, you know, the NRL on, on the, the the fritz of a potential player lockout, which would be a uh, huge, I guess, a little, uh, a little win for rugby. I, you don't... You don't want other sports failing. Like, I don't want rugby league to, to fail, um, but we yeah. are obviously a rugby union supporters. Um, but, yeah, that, that that could cause a bit of controversy, a bit of, bit of interest in rugby to peak a little bit. They could make good with that. A rugby World Cup, a rugby championship, the bleed is slow. It's all on next year. It's going to be a hell of a year. We'll be here covering it, me and Alex, Charlie Gamble, Hughes, obviously. <laughs> oh, that, oh, yuck. Oh, never do that again. Oh, my God. Um, and we'll make sure we try not to call too many other professional athletes out to do stupid things because <laughs> we'll end up looking like you. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I actually heard that, Luke, you have challenged uh, Ellis Genge to run one, uh, run one at him if he follows the podcast. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll do a run it straight challenge with Alice Genge um, yeah. if he follows the podcast. I'll tag him yeah. in there and I'll do it because he lives in England and there's a very good chance it won't be happening anytime soon. But <laughs> uh, you, can, you can take out the life insurance before then. Jesus, yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine he ran over Samu Karevi. Like, like, what am, what am I? What chances am I going to stand? <laughs> yeah, none, none, not at all, my friend. And then, yeah, I mean, you had something about, um, I. About trying to tackle Marika Corabetti. Well. I think that's after the Genge one. I think that's after the Genge one. Now, now you're talking shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take one death by Genge and that'll be enough for me. Yeah, um, uh, yeah but for now, that is us done. Uh, that is rugby for 2022 done. Um, yep. Make sure you're following us on all of the platforms. We'll be back again better than ever next year. A lot more content to come. Mustache. No more mustache for, for no Husey. Hopefully we'll get some players involved as well. Get some players on here. Do some yes. interviews. Do some really cool things. So a lot more to come next year. Stay with us. Stay tuned. For now, thank you for joining us for 2022 and this podcast. We'll see you later. Peace.